just be open to the fact that there might be subtle things you're saying or actions that you're doing that you don't even realize come off a certain way or are offensive or maybe harmful or damaging. So even being open to hearing those perspectives goes a long way. And I think this translates a lot into patient care because we're in the business of caring for other people. So believing someone's experience just because you haven't personally experienced something doesn't mean it's not happening. Hey guys. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of The Selfie Show. Where we are bringing you the weekly dose of sweet and salty. I am Tori, the founder and now co-host of the show. I'm a nurse blogger and podcaster. And I am Sam. I'm a flight nurse, college professor, podcaster, powerlifter, and co-host of The Selfie Show. And even though it is Sunday, mm-hmm. you can't sit with us. I'm just <laughs> On Sundays, we wear what? Skims. Um, clip-in <laughs> halos. Clip-in hair extensions. <laughs> no, today we are talking off the clock about bullying, yes. mean girls. Mm-hmm. So this is actually just one of probably our most commonly asked for topics to speak on. So we decided to do a solo episode with this one because we thought it was really important and we want to address it head on. There's so many different angles that we wanted to kind of talk about and bring to you guys. So um, can we get into our favorites of the week? Because right. Okay. So nobody can tell me shit today because (laughs) I'm feeling myself. Okay. So Sam showed up, you guys, with the most fabulous extension well I showed up with them in the box they just came in the mail yesterday so I got the mail on the way over here and then I pulled them out of the box and put them in while I'm here and they're the halo so they're not clipping they have the little like string I just keep seeing the ads on well it does have a clip though it does have like a clip at the back just to kind of help keep it secure yeah but it's honestly almost like a headband with it has this clear little um wire yeah and it's called like the Halo Extension. And honestly, you it's can't by see Zala. It. I don't know if, if I'm saying that right. I think they're like Australian or some shit. But I got the 16 inch, so the shorter ones, because it's kind of the natural, it's a more natural hair yeah, length it looks that I would like want. Your length. Yeah, yeah. It's it what really I wish good. my hair actually looked like, but it can't because it's just this thin little bitch. But I, one, I don't know how to curl my own hair. I don't know how to clip in extensions. I suck at doing hair. And I did this all by myself. I was very impressed because normally I help you out. Yes, I cannot do hair. <laughs> and now I'm just walking around and I'm like, okay, baddie, like Thirst who traps. let me out? I'm about to catfish everyone. Yes. Like I'm going to go on a date with these and catfish uh, oh, yeah. these motherfuckers. Like the world's <laughs> not ready for this, Sam, right No, now. honestly, like God gave me shitty thin little hair to keep me humble. And now you can't tell me shit. <laughs> Um, okay, so I'm really excited about this one for the week because this is something we've been talking about here on the show forever. We've you been waiting for this moment forever. <laughs> waiting for this we, moment. It felt like Christmas last week when we got this, this announcement. This is so exciting. Okay, y'all know my favorite lube is Woo More Play, right? Okay, well, guess what, you guys? We managed to get you guys a code. So we are now partnered with Woo More Play. 15% off for all your lubricating needs. You are so welcome. You guys, the reason we love this, I love this, right? 100% organic ingredients. For hippie Tori. Absolutely love that for us. And it's just the texture of it. It's not sticky. It's smooth. It's moisturizing. This also doubles as a massage oil if you want to use it instead of lube. It's coconut based, which I'm obsessed with. What does it taste like? It's it's like it honestly it tastes like frosting. It's why, so why good. Why do you know that? Oh, 
<laughs> why do you why do you know what your lube tastes like it's, and it's no parabens no petroleum no silicone or glycerin it's just no shitty ingredients so we're super excited about this i honestly we're coming with this up top because we love this okay so beyond much. the lube though they have other stuff they do they have those little freshen up wipes yes let me just say i'm here for that the freshies this, you know an on-the-go gal i also have been wanting to get this and i still haven't their vibrator which looks fabulous and it has a cute little case with it which i'm here for hey you never know when you need to travel absolutely so and guess what you know the holidays are coming up so why not use this this is such a better gift absolutely than i'm talking like let's give me something that i actually want to use yeah, right like, come stocking on stuffer, this is what i want in my stocking stuffer. yes you well, know what i mean you gave it to me was it for christmas I think last, so, year? last year i think that's when you first got me on yeah. it and i was like okay <laughs> All okay. Right. Okay. I'm gonna be, especially now that I have the code. People are getting this. Oh, for sure. For this Christmas is. I, we're gonna be using our own code. Like this is. Yes. I, I'm so so pumped for this. This is just. This is the moment we've been waiting for. So we had to share this with you guys. I mean, I have been in Tori's room and seen. Yeah, the, it's like, straight up out bottle there. that is like almost empty. I'm like, wowie, wow. <laughs> okay. Okay. I have another um, refresh or a touchback on a tip that Sam landed. This was a couple weeks ago. So Sam, you gave the idea of like organize, get your life organized before the holidays. Right? Yes. Which I'm still trying to do. I'm yeah, like halfway there. Yes. Okay. So I followed suit and this last week I did a full sort of revamp of the bathroom area and I you feel did. So it looks so good. Honestly, like I can't recognize, recommend this enough to you guys, like just before the holidays and do it in bite sized pieces. Like Sam's still kind of going through your I haven't done my stuff. bathroom yet. I've done my closet. Now bathroom kitchen is what I want to tackle next. But I feel like everything needs to be on a swivel. Yeah. And the little like Lazy, <laughs> Lazy Susan, Susan, like plastic clear container swivel so you can organize it. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. need to put my spices on a swivel rack. Yeah, for sure. Immediately. Mm, yeah. So I went through, I did bathroom and then I cleaned out the kitchen a little bit and just, we had a bunch of plastic cups that we just weren't using and things were just cluttered and it just feels so much more organized. And I feel like for me personally, that's just something that really helps. So um, yes, highly recommend you guys also do that. Okay. My last thing that I have to give a shout out to this week and I'm absolutely obsessed with, Adele just released her Easy On Me single. Yes, love. Oh my I God. just, I need the full album and what, it comes out in November? Yes. I'm dying for it. It's, but uh, she gets me in my feels. She does. Oh. Just like Adele energy. Well, no. And then I saw some like, inter- something where she posted where it's like, what's this one about like 30? Cause she always does the albums like her year, yeah. age or whatever. Yeah. And she was just like divorced. And I'm like, oh, bitch is bringing it. And I am ready. I'm going to sing that shit from the gut. <laughs> like, ooh. The the music video with it to me. Okay, so you know now I feel like music videos are very they're supposed to be very like overly done or like a lot of things going on, blah blah blah. This one was just very simple and the basis was her. It looked like her kind of moving out of a house. I love Adele. She can do no wrong. Absolutely. She is it was just always beautiful. on point. It's just such a simple, beautiful video, and the song just is one when of you're those that, that good. Oh. When your vocals are that good and mm-hmm. even just the songwriting everything you don't need all this other shit right she doesn't need to distract she is the main character of the music she is industry the main show right it's like she's just so freaking amazing so we're here for adele energy i can't wait for the rest of her i'm album. gonna be okay because what isn't it technically like cuffing season right the holidays you're so married you like don't even know all the okay inform me here <laughs> cuffing season is 
after summer when people want to like get into a little relationship, especially okay, for the holidays, yeah. it's warm weather, you want to cuddle when it gets cold, you want someone to do the like yeah. holiday shit with, so okay. it's called cuffing season. And okay. then after like once Valentine's Day is approaching and you don't want to have to buy them a Valentine's Day gift and Bye. you're going into spring break and going into <laughs> summer, then it's all of a sudden like hot Single. girl summer season again. Yeah, I'm not... It's cuffing season, but we ain't cuffed, fam. Mm-hmm. So I'm ready to just like have some Adele moments, yes. some white claw with my dogs and just <laughs> get in my feels with that album. That's a vibe right yeah, there. Yeah, that is a Rambo, vibe. Rambo, Moses, white claw, mango flavor. And Adele. Yes. Love that for you. <laughs> okay. Unpopular opinion. So Apple just came out a new iPhone mm-hmm. again. Okay. So I do not understand Apple's need to come out with a new product every freaking 11 months. It's just, it's annoying and to I, me. And I get the new iPhone every single year. No. Like, yes. Why? Okay. The new upgrade. There are no upgrades with the new phone. Like, what is even? Everything. The memory is better. The camera. The camera gets better every time. Honestly, I, just... I have to, like, force you to always get a new phone. I know. And, and okay. Honestly, I use my phone a lot. Like, at That's this point. That's what I don't point... understand. Why, to me, it's like, a, it's an investment. Yeah. Well, okay. I see that. But it's also just kind of annoying because it starts becoming, like, you're trying too hard. Like, stop. Like, just slow down a little bit. It's okay. We don't need one every 11 months. The only reason I didn't get it right now is because I had a crack in my camera lens. And so I used my insurance to replace my iPhone in August. So I literally just got a brand new iPhone 12 in August. Yeah. That's the only reason I haven't upgraded right now to the new one. But best believe I will get it next year before all my trips actually maybe even before my birthday because I think I'm gonna go to Brazil for my birthday just random side note I just decided that like this week and then we're going to Bali Mm -hmm. and all that so I think before all those trips but also I want to buy like a camera like an actual like an actual camera yeah and learn how to take like fire pictures I know that's always been a goal I had like my 2022 vibes we should totally do that you want to take a photography class maybe we should I kind of because I love photography. Do you imagine if we could just take like bomb, bomb ass, ass pictures. pictures of each other? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> God, things that the world doesn't need. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I just think that Apple, like, I'm here for innovation and new things and all that, but I just think with the technology situation, I get, I'm like, uh, it's it's just a little too much sometimes. Like, slow down. No, it's I fine. love it. Hmm. And they have a new color. Oh, what's the color? It's like that bluish one. I would be here for a pink, but not a blue. I would oh my god if they made a pink iPhone my basic ass would be like candy bubblegum yeah Apple doesn't want to let me be basic just let me live (laughs) just let me live no I'm I'm a total Apple whore I don't care I will buy the newest every time yeah for no reason I'm definitely an Apple hoe take my money take my money (laughs) all right you guys so let's get into it this this week um so this is definitely something that sam and i wanted to touch on because it is definitely a big piece of healthcare for sure okay and so uh, actually october is also national bullying prevention month so kind of this is on brand it's on it feels good to talk about it this time but it's more that october is for to more prevent childhood bullying and i think that is something that I think translates into adulthood. Yeah. Because you don't just become a bully when you're an adult. Right. That shit fucking starts when you're young. Yeah, absolutely. And so I think I see it working in pediatrics and healthcare, like our suicide attempts and all that, yeah. I think skyrocketed during the pandemic. And it's so much of like the online 
shit. And then you see it translate into adults because we see all the online bullying. Dude, I get trolled so much online. I'm like, I get online (laughs) bullied on the regular. And I'm like, oh my God, people, like, if you don't like me, just don't follow me. Don't look at my stuff. Stop looking. Don't do it. It literally costs you zero dollars and zero cents to keep it moving. Right. For sure. So that blows my mind. But then I feel like your workplace should be like an uplifting environment, especially we go into healthcare to help people. And then there's this toxic subculture of it and it sucks and it it does get this reputation. The nurses eat their young and I hate that that's a reputation, but I can't deny that it doesn't happen because it does. It does happen. Absolutely. So this is kind of an episode that we wanted to touch on in the sense of really being more inclusive, having that idea of acceptance and, and I know healthcare is tough, right? Like it's definitely one of those, I personally feel like it definitely is one of those industries where you sort of have to earn your stripes, but I do think there's a difference between that and bullying and we're going to get into some nuances with that. But what I want to touch on first is I think this is a really interesting piece of of healthcare, right? So let's look at the demographic of what healthcare is, right? I was actually surprised by this. Yes, I was too. So this was actually taken from an article. I think this was published in 2020. So the average age of nurses, this was again about a year ago or so, but was 48 to 50 and nearly half of all the nurses are over the age of 50. I don't know how much, is that true? I don't know if it's like, like we about, work in such a young... Yeah, because our hospital, but like that's actually probably... and Okay, so there's a growing number of male nurses, right? There's a, roughly in 2018, there was 9.6% male. Now that's probably more like 10 to 12%. So leading our industry to be primarily female, right? 90%-ish is female-based. Um, let's go through a couple of other things. So I thought this was really interesting too, as far as the nurse population and racial backgrounds. So this was back again in 2020, 73.3% was white Caucasian, 7.8% African American, 5.2% Asian, 10.2% Hispanic, and then it kind of goes down. But so I think this is really interesting to kind of break down. And then also it says about 5% of the working nurses in the U.S. completed their training in other countries, such as the Philippines, Canada, and India. So I thought this was kind of interesting. And then also as far as women physicians, right? So that's another aspect of it. Um, This was also an article published, I think, in 2019. And what I thought was really interesting about this is there's a growing amount of women in the physician space, which I think is great. So as of it was 2000, the AAMC annual report on medical student enrollment showed that in 2019, there was a growing majority of U.S. medical students 50.5% 50.5% were women, which That's I thought rad. was really interesting. And I love that. Yeah. I love that for them. So obviously, women-based, I think that's kind of like the overall thing. And I think that goes for like RTs, OTs, PTs. You know, we have a lot of women in this industry, which leads to our point of <laughs> women are hard on each other. Yeah, why? Why are we hard on each other? And it's weird because... There's so much of this like girl power band together mm-hmm. thing, but then there's also so much competition. Yeah. And I don't know if that stems from like personal insecurity, but I just, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I think when you see women as competition, right, 
that's something that you need to look at like from an internal standpoint. For sure. Because I don't ever view other women as competition. And seeing other women be successful. I love it. I love it. Like when you started this podcast, I was not part of it. No, 100%. And I never was like felt threatened or like in competition with you. Right. I was so excited to see you succeed. It's so and then it just benefited me way down the road because I ended up getting to be co-host. And now look at us go. <laughs> and now we're but co-parents. I just imagine. Yeah. And, you know, there were people when you did start this podcast that were kind of haters, yeah. to be honest. Oh, for sure. There was people that, like, talked shit or didn't, like, Still okay, are. like, didn't believe in what you were out there to do and why. Right. What? In, for sure. What is, yeah. what is that? I think it's really interesting because I personally feel that – we as women can be very strategic in our biases, which mm-hmm. translates into bullying. So like how we feel about certain things. Um, but I think it's interesting because me- with men, I think when they disagree or argue, it's very straightforward, right? It's like, I don't like you. They duke it out and then they move on. Women, we hold grudges. Yes. we. I will say that though. I am a grudge holder. Like when someone <laughs> wrongs me, I'm like going to side eye you for the rest of your life. <laughs> It's, that's I don't true. know if that's you've a women some... thing, if that's a Capricorn thing. Well, but okay, you've had a couple arguments over the past year with good friends, and you guys are good now. That's true. So, you know, I think there's this, people grow and evolve, but I think overall for women, it's tough. But I actually think there's a couple ideas when it comes to bullying, right? Bullying comes in different forms, mm-hmm. especially when you're talking specifically in the healthcare field. Well, and people are triggered in different ways, too. So, like, what might bother Victoria might not bother me because mm-hmm. we're kind of different people. So, yeah, for sure. I think also you need to be aware of your population or who's around you and yeah. how they are because what might bother some people might not bother others. Um, I think some really interesting things to kind of touch on. So, one thing being for example body language I think that's actually it we kind of undertone that but I do think body language when you're speaking to someone or when you're (laughs) you know you all know when you see two nurse two nurses two RTs whoever a doctor when they're talking and you can just tell with their body language that it's that kind of conversation I just think body language or when someone approaches you or things like that another Thing that I think is really interesting is assignment making. Mm. We don't talk about this a lot, but you all know when you come on and the charge nurse has made those assignments mm-hmm. and maybe you're not the favorite person on the on the roster. You I think that can be a form of bullying when they give the hardest. Do you want me to just like put something on blast that I'm probably gonna regret talking about? Ooh, go for it. So when I left my time of being a NICU nurse. I didn't necessarily leave on like the best Mm -hmm. foot with some people. Mm -hmm. I was very close with like a lot of the nurses still on the units. I mean, hello, I made my best friends on that unit. So a lot of people were really sad to see me go. There was other people that were excited to watch me leave. (laughs) My last shift, however, though, where I worked in the NICU, there's different like subunits. Mm -hmm. So there's a main one. There's a one for micropremies, and there's a step-down one. Mm-hmm. And the step-down one is through the basement in a completely different, like, hospital. Yeah. And I never work in the step-down one. I used to always work with micropremies, or if I was in the main or one, I had surgical, pretty know. sick one-to-ones, 
very high acuity, like very ICU. I've, I've always been like an ICU junkie. Right. My very, 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 very everlast shift, I got no form of like goodbye, nothing after seven years mm-hmm. in the unit, nothing. I actually, I didn't even get a goodbye email from management, but that's neither here nor there. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to so regret saying all of this. Whatever. We speak our truth. It's fine. I got no sort of like well wishes, send off, anything like that. And I get it. I've talked. If you go listen to my burnout episode, I have no idea what number it is. It's way back in like from January of 2021. Yeah. 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 So burnout and lessons learned, I think. Burnout and lessons learned. And I go into, you know, I, I wasn't a perfect None nurse of us are. Let's be when honest. I was in the NICU. I made a I did a lot of good, but I'm also fucked up in certain aspects. I made mistakes. I wasn't always the best human that I could have been. And I acknowledge where I I acknowledge my faults. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, for all that I did for that unit and the seven years I put in and everything like that, I got no sort of well wishes or send off or anything like that not that I'm bitter obviously (laughs) but my very 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 last shift I come in and usually you get told if you're in a completely separate unit so you show up to the right unit I show up to the main unit and I look at the assignments and I'm not on there and I'm confused and it was oh no one told you you're at the step down unit that's in a completely different building yeah it sucks and I'm like why am I getting stuck at the step down unit on my last shift but the charge nurse does not like me yeah and I was like that felt personal and it felt like you were making a message with your assignments and I think it's really problematic when you have people in charge nurse positions of power that use or weaponize assignment making yeah and they use that to send messages because it happens that's a really good way to put it yeah of weaponizing and and sending messages I think that's really interesting I have definitely experienced that um especially like I cried yeah like I was like I can't believe I'm getting like pushed out on my last shift where I have no one that I really I don't ever work in that unit I don't know anyone usually there's like floats in that unit and stuff too I'm like I'm getting pushed out my very last shift in the NICU, like that just sent a clear message to me. And I felt like it was done purposeful by the person making the assignments. And I just think that when we put people in positions of like charge positions where they have assignment making capabilities, when they use their position of authority to kind of weaponize it, that's pretty shitty. And charge nurses (laughs) hold a lot of power on the unit to Mm -hmm. be honest I have had charge nurses that I've absolutely loved and I would die for I've had charge nurses that I literally cringe the minute I come in and I'm like oh god you just know what kind of day it's it's gonna gonna set the tone for the whole shift yes yeah so I think that's a big one um so you know and we'll get into sort of how to handle that and things that you can do when you're in those situations but I think another form of bullying on the unit is subtle, but definitely, and it's not subtle to be honest. It's clicks, clicks on the unit. I don't even think that's subtle. Some that's people are so blatant with women. It. I mean, look, and not everyone's gonna get along with everyone, right? No, that's fine. But we all kind of know there are clicks, especially I will say this in bigger units with younger 
younger nurses, it tends to be more of a thing, I would say. Um, Definitely something that I've experienced. I've worked in a lot of different hospitals. And the bigger the unit and the younger the population, typically the more the clicks. It kind of makes sense because honestly, I think once you're an older nurse and you've got kids or you've got other things going on in your life, you're like, I don't have time for this shit. Like, I'm tired, you know. Like, I'd I'm, also say with that, like day shift versus night shift. I mean, like day shift. To be honest, day I don't shift ever versus have time. night shift is a tale as old as time. As far as um, <laughs> getting along with each other, though, too, that's yeah, its own oh, click in too. itself. Like the day shift night shift war is why. Yes, <sighs> and also the day shift night shift dynamics. Like day shift, in my, I feel like I never have time to really get into the clickiness. On day shift, night shift, sometimes you got some downtime. Sometimes you the flow is a little different, you know. And I think <laughs> the day shift, night shift personalities too, we all know. Like night shift tends to be a little more spicy. Day shift, we all, you know, it is what it is. But I think day it's shift, interesting. You guys are so uptight. <laughs> like what's wrong with you? Take a chill pill. Well, now I'm doing both. So I'm getting a little sweet and salty. So here we go. I think another interesting concept or maybe a form of bullying, it's, it's kind of bullying, kind of not, but... You all know like the nurses who are kind of in with the doctors and kind of get that special treatment Mm -hmm. and will kind of have a lower view on nurses who aren't in with that. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Kind of just like a cocky attitude. Yep. Yeah. And kind of resonate with that. You know, and then another form of bullying, I think this is a big one, and this is big on social media right now, too. Intensive care versus non-intensive care, like looking down on other nurses or looking down on other specialties or... Which I think is such trash because I'm an ICU junkie. I, even in working in an ICU, I was like, don't give me the stable patients. I want that critical ICU patients. That's my jam. But I have a sister who I talk about on here a lot that's a peds oncology nurse, That is not ICU in any way, shape, or form. I could never do her job in a million years. Yeah. I have mad respect, especially having worked in critical care float pool for a year. That was the most eye-opening experience for me going from NICU into, Mm -hmm. you know, oncology, PICU, floor nursing. Dude, my floor shifts, some of them were the most crazy shifts I've ever had. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, the admits, the discharges, going places, taking kids. It was just, it was. The amount of orders to juggle and things like that too. Yes. And then not only that, you're juggling different teams typically because in ICU, you have one team or you have like, you know, your attendings that you go to that you know. In these, on the floors, typically you're balancing a lot of different services, a lot of different teams. It's just, it's chaotic. And I think a nurse is a nurse in our, you know, and I'm looking, thinking of other, even other specialties that are working in these areas. Like we should all be respectful of one another. I can tell you from working transport now, and now I transport patients to all different areas of the hospital. And every unit has their own culture where they like Mm -hmm. think their shit doesn't stink or they're like better than other people. And it's like, everyone just chill. Just do your job, be the best nurse you can be, Mm -hmm. and get over yourself. (laughs) Like, I think it all boils down to everyone just needs to get over themselves. Stop. Like, you're not better than anyone else. Yeah, and I think it is interesting to talk also a little bit about unit cultures. Like, some cultures to me are a lot – there's just a big variety of types of cultures. Mm -hmm. Um, Something else that I think is really interesting that – 
we have to talk about because I do think it's really important is the ethnic and cultural bias and minority bullying. I think that's a big piece of it too. It's interesting because I never saw that or didn't understand that until of course more recently this past year and I actually have had conversations with several of my girlfriends who are all Asian of of some descent and who felt to some degree that they definitely were it's not necessarily that they were bullied but maybe misunderstood or there was bias in who they were based on what nurses were saying to them. Well I think we talked about this actually off the clock like off the podcast recently mm-hmm. And you were kind of sharing some of your conversations with me. And I, from the experience of my ex that I was with Mm -hmm. for seven years was black and we were engaged. And I think that has always given me a perspective of seeing firsthand Mm -hmm. minor differences that are so subtle Mm -hmm. that most people don't pick up on. Right. Subtle like microaggressions or just words, little things that people say or do that they don't think of and are low-key like racist. And I've, I, we, Tori and I had this conversation off the clock where I think uh, in the last few years, so many things with Black Lives Matter and all this stuff has been such a hot topic and it's really come up a lot in the work setting for sure you can't just go to work and ignore what's going on in the outside world without talking about it and with an election last year and everything there's been so much political and societal divide and then now even with the vaccine mandates like everyone's arguing and it's just craziness at work because so many people are on different sides of the thing but I think actually taking a good look at what's going on in your unit yeah it's so easy to just kind of ignore it if it isn't happening directly to To you. you. Yeah. I think what's really interesting is for me, having had these conversations with my girlfriends, I actually really, I like hearing from them and saying like, okay, what are things that have happened to you or people have said and educate myself. So Mm -hmm. that way I don't, you know, I don't make the same mistake. And something that I thought was really interesting, I like, so Nurse Clara, I know many of you guys follow her. So she started the ACU, which is the Asian care unit. She likes to, she says it's similar to the intensive care unit, if you will. Um, But she's created this, this page and I really enjoy following it because I think, you know, it focuses more on obviously the Asian ethnicities and backgrounds, but I like learning from it and knowing, okay, what, what is something that maybe I have said that wasn't appropriate mm-hmm. or I can learn from or, and I don't, it's funny because talking to my girlfriends about it, they're like, it's nothing you've said, but it's things that, you know, other people have said and here we can learn from it. Anyway, long story short. But I think that's the openness that makes you different yeah, or sets it apart because there are still people that I know in the workplace setting that get offended right at the mere thought even that thought they said that something. I yes I could never say something that would be right. offensive to you because I'm not racist and that's not the what point. it means right 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 just because you don't hate people of other races or you don't actively discriminate against them or what I always like to say like just calling someone racist doesn't mean you're out there burning crosses on someone's lawn and yeah. you know right. <laughs> doing these things so 
people get so offended at the even thought of, well, I would, I'm not racist. I, no, just right. be open to the fact that there might be subtle things you're saying yes. or actions that you're doing that you don't even realize come off a certain way or are offensive or maybe harmful or damaging. So even being open to hearing those perspectives goes a long way. Yes. Yeah. No, I think that's maybe that's the piece of it. And that's something that I've always a big root of what started this podcast, right, is I love and Sam does too, hearing people's journeys. I like learning from them. And I think the idea of being okay with having conversations with someone that makes you uncomfortable mm-hmm. or that you're going to learn from. And I think taking the time to be like, hey, like, you know, I think taking the time to get to know people and really understand them and hear them out. If if they say something to you or maybe correct you on something, then say, oh, oh my gosh, like I didn't realize that, you know, rather than getting offended by it. And I think this translates a lot into just patient care because we're in the business of caring for other people. So believing someone's experience just because you haven't personally experienced something doesn't mean it's not happening I love that. and so many people are in their world because you consider yourself a nice person you consider yourself a good person I would never do this x y or z so in, because it's never happened to you and because you couldn't dream of doing that to someone else in your world it doesn't exist then right. but it doesn't mean that's not someone else's experience right. and I think being able to hear people's experience, believe them, Mm -hmm. understand them, see where your actions or roles could play into that also goes along with how to better care for our diverse patient population as well. A thousand percent. It translates absolutely 100 percent. I think that's that's a really great way of looking at it. And I think just being open minded, the the idea here, you know, in in terms of, you know, people that we're working with, like be open minded, have those conversations and, you know, get to know your people. That's been one of my most favorite things is every time I go on a unit, I love getting to know the people. And yeah, you're a people person. Yeah. And and that doesn't stop at nurses. That's RTs, that's secretaries, that's my EVS. Um, so you guys obviously know this. Like healthcare is tough. It's mentally physically draining. Um, and I think something that we, uh, that is important to really touch on is there is a big difference in healthcare. To me, bullying is personal. Mm-hmm. Bullying is when you, someone has done something to you personally that is definitely directed, right? You're singling someone out as an individual Correct. as well. Right. Versus the idea of someone correcting you or the idea of earning your stripes on the unit as someone who's coming up and learning your profession, right? So what do you consider to be earning your stripes? So this would be something where I know a lot of new nurses when they first start have a really tough time in the beginning, right? You get a lot Mm -hmm. of anxiety. Maybe someone corrected you during report that they were a little more aggressive. Maybe someone pointed something out to you that you didn't correctly and you're taking it personally. Maybe you made a mistake and someone's pointing that out to you. So there's a lot of different areas, I think, in terms of I would not consider that bullying. Mm -hmm. When it comes to your professional your, you, you as a profession in your healthcare and in your role, someone who is maybe a little more firm or direct or just, you know, has a different approach than you would. And not everyone is sugary in healthcare. We have a lot of really tough personalities. We have a lot of people that, you know, it's not all roses, right? 
but that doesn't always qualify as bullying. To me, I feel like bullying is when it's personal and you you can you know the difference, right? It's some unit cultures are tough and I'm not going to deny that either. That's definitely a real thing. I mean, some cultures are Well, I think coming aggressive. from a NICU culture or even just pediatrics in general, we're very protective of our patient population. Mm-hmm. It's just very like almost maternal, like tiger mom instinct mm-hmm. to be mama bear over this patient population. And we, as someone who's done a lot of precepting, and I teach, I teach. So I'm very well. You're, you're well versed. Well versed with nursing students. <laughs> yeah. And I can say this even as coming from a professor standpoint, it's a fine line between being a dick yes. of a teacher. Right. But also really pushing you to make sure that you are competent and that you're going to be good. And, you know, I have. Um, That's actually a really good point. I have students where they're not. They're not up to par. They're not up to par. They're not where they should be. And I have to be kind of firm. Right. And say, look, I'm concerned. You should know this. Mm-hmm. But there's a way where I can talk to them and be, I'm concerned you're this far along. This is something you should know. Right. What's going on here? It's directional. Or there's times where you messed up. Mm-hmm. You turned this in late. Mm-hmm. I have sympathy for situations, but it wasn't something you communicated in real time. This isn't responsible. Mm-hmm. We're going into a career where time things are time sensitive that I need you to step up and take responsibility. You're giving me a lot of excuses. While I empathize with things going on in life, there still has to be a level of personal responsibility where you have to just take it and own it and say, I could do better. I messed up. And own it. Right. You have to own it. Right. But there's an almost art form of like how you do that. Yeah. Well, and okay. At the base of what we do is in healthcare is serving humans. And a lot of us who are working in healthcare, specifically the hospital setting, it could literally be life or death. Like the yeah. me- the, the medications we give, the procedures we do, the things that we, you make a mistake, you literally could cost someone their life. So yes, the stakes are high, which does cause for, I think, is it's it does cause for someone to be hard on you if you didn't do something right. Look, I had, perf- I had... <laughs> some preceptors who were so hard on me but guess what I learned so much and if I made a mistake guess what I didn't make that mistake again and I think it's something I get a lot of I've had quite a few of of my followers who've messaged me who've started in places like CVICU PICU not just NICU but uh, other places and I'll, I'll have the message come to me a couple months later of like I don't know if I'm going to stick it out. It's not good. Da, 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 da. And we'll kind of have a little back and forth of like what's going on. And I always tell them, I'm like, try and stick it out. See if you can stick it out. Because if it's not that you're getting, per- it's not personal, right? A lot of times it's really not personal when someone's hard on you. If you can try and, you know, sink into the culture, earn your stripes in the sense of, okay, you've been through a code, you've done this, you've done that. You're really trying to prove to your team that you're, you're contributing, that you're trying to be an active member of the unit and be really a part of it. I think, and then surprisingly, Usually a couple of months later, they come back and they're like, oh my gosh, it's gotten so much better. Well, I think step one is also a little self-reflection. When you reach that moment that you're talking about where they're on the fence, mm-hmm. self-reflection of one, is it personal? Yes. Two, how am I handling feedback? 
Am I just getting defensive or am I listening? Mm -hmm. Because we've both precepted too. And there's been times where you've told someone, you know, I probably would have done it this way instead or when I'm trying to critically think or prioritize or time management wise, I would consider this or even just asking, well, why did you do it this way? And there's people that are very able to just own that criticism and be like, oh, I see what you're saying. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. I never thought about it that way, but I get why Mm -hmm. you're, you're saying that. And then there's other people that are just snappy and defensive and are not even open to having that conversation. And as someone who's in a position of learning, that's not a good way to be in learning. So you're going to feel attacked and then be defensive and snappy and then also just not even learn. Right. But I don't consider that to be a bullying situation. So you need to really reflect, am I someone that's able to take feedback, mm-hmm. whether it's positive or negative? Yeah. And, you know, we've started over in multiple units and specialties. When I started over in transport, I was basically like a new grad again. So I'm like seven, almost eight years deep in my nursing career feeling like a new grad all over and I had to humble myself. It's the craziest feeling. It's the craziest feeling and it's so hard, but it takes a level of humbling yourself to sit there and go, okay, I might have been one of the most experienced nurses where I came from, but I'm starting over and to accept Mm -hmm. criticism and feedback and just take it. So I could easily be told, okay, on this last call that you went on, you did this. I probably wouldn't have done this. I would have maybe considered this. And to just, all right, wow, thank you for that perspective feedback. Instead of being like defending myself, well, I did it because blah, blah, blah. Right. That That's not, that that's not a learning experience. And that's not what they're, they're not telling me because they want to hear my excuse or because they're not telling you looking for you to defend yourself. This isn't a court of law. Yeah. You're not defending yourself. They're telling you in a sh- way to help grow you yeah. and make you better and to drop that defensive hat to feel like just because someone's giving you feedback, you don't ha- you're not there to prove yourself to them. You're there to learn. Mm-hmm. So jumping to that defensive mechanism of, well, it's because blah blah blah. Okay, no one said that you're a bad person for doing x y and z like Let's breathe. Let's take a step back. You don't have to defend yourself. This is to grow. I think an interesting kind of point to what you're saying, too, is there's kind of that preceptor match mismatch, right? Mm -hmm. So I do think there's points. Big time. I I really loved the the preceptors who were honestly harder on me. I liked the people who were more direct. I don't like a lot of sugar. Like, I kind of like, let's get down to business. Like, I want to know you know, that kind of thing. Not everyone is like that. But I think it's interesting. It takes a little reflection on yourself to be say, okay, can you show this to me or explain this to me in X, Y, and Z? Because this is how I learn better. Like, that's a good yeah. way to go about it. Instead of saying something like defensiveness when you're in the position of being the learner is not a good it doesn't it it doesn't fly in in nursing world to be honest like the the idea well this is how we do it here or well that's what i learned or that like that never flies yeah i think it's more of like okay hey can you show it to me this way or hey can we do it try x y and z because that's how i learn a little bit better like that's a good way and that's very tangible that's something that you're giving to your preceptor to say like hey this is something that um, I can tangibly tell you that will help me as a learner, that kind of thing. I think that's a lot more productive. Here's another like pro tip 
and that I feel is productive is ask for feedback. Oh, yeah. Because then you're entering that situation in a way where you're already ready to accept it instead of sometimes people, and I'm a naturally defensive person. I'm like easily triggered and I'm naturally <laughs> no defensive. <shit. laughs> it's like a middle child thing, but I don't, I'm not one to honestly take criticism very well. I was just about to general. add to that and just say, and be okay with the negative feedback. Yeah. So I'm not, I'm naturally, I, I think it is a middle child thing where I've always felt defensive or if anyone criticizes me, I feel like I have to defend myself. And that's just been, that's a personal <laughs> flaw of mine that I think I've actually worked on a ton. Because we give each other constructive feedback oh, for sure. on this podcast all the time. Yeah. And I think See, we I'm always like, receive it well. Well, I'll be in the middle of a tangent that Sam's like, nope, stop. Not good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, I yeah, know you're right. Like, but it's it's self-reflection, right? Like I'm I'm I acknowledge it. I say, yeah, no, you're right. Like, let's get back to whatever, X, Y, and Z. And even starting this podcast, I'm like a huge interrupter. And that's yeah. been something I've had to work on. I think it's like my ADD. If I don't, if a thought comes in my mind and I don't blurt it out instantly, I feel like I'm going to forget it. So people will be talking and I'll just blurt out my thought and it's like, chill, bro. But I've had to like receive that feedback and work on it and acknowledge it. And it's not that I'm a bad person. It's just this is something I could be better at. But I think asking for feedback puts you in a position of being more open to hearing it. So even when I started on transport, I used to, so we go on like calls. So we go on the ambulance, we go on the helicopter, we pick up the patient, we bring them, we drop them back off. And then at the end of the call, I would turn to my partner and ask them, is there anything that I could have done differently on this call? Mm-hmm. So I'm already opening myself up for honest feedback from them because I'm already phrasing in a way of basically tell me what I did wrong or bad. And But I'm asking in a way that is productive right. and constructive because I'm not saying, what did I mess up? I'm saying, what could I have done differently? Right. And then they're going to, in turn, provide the feedback to say, well, when you gave this, I would have maybe like given a bolus instead because that's something we can do on our own without orders. So it's like I'm phrasing it in a way to get good constructive feedback. And then I'll say, okay, was there anything that I did good? Right. Something else I think is really interesting out of the preceptor frame is more, let's say you're an experienced nurse going on to a new unit. I've always really tried to make an effort to reach out to whoever it is, a charge nurse or someone who clearly is um, a leader on the unit. And just, you know, if I have questions, I'm going directly to them to say, hey, like, where's X, Y, and Z? Where's your policy on this? Like making sure that I I like communicating with the team. Some nurses are not like that. Some nurses just kind of like to go in, chill, chart on their own. They don't want to mix it up, which is fine. I'm someone that likes to really develop those relationships. And so I think communicating with the people who on your team and just asking them the questions like, hey, where's this? Where's your policy Mm -hmm. on that? I'm giving this medication. Just yesterday I was giving, I hadn't given IgG in forever. And so here I am and I'm like, hey, you know, I'm going to my charge nurse. Like what supplies do I need? Let me call pharmacy. And like just really communicating with Mm -hmm. people is just, it goes a long way. And I think we just kind of undervalue how much that kind of relationship and building that with your your team is is important. Um, the other thing I want to say on that, as far as you know, sticking it out, right? If the kitchen's too hot and it doesn't work for you, then get out. We're always one to say, don't. Life is too short to be in Miserable. an environment that doesn't serve you or make you better. I think 
you know, there's a there is that nuance and that balance of, you know, you put it in, you put in the time, you really gave the effort, you are really trying your best and you are really tangibly trying to be that best person for the unit. And if it's not working or if the culture is not good, it's too negative, it's not going to change, get out, try a different unit, go Mm -hmm. to a different hospital, go do travel nursing. There's so many options out there. And I think if you are really trying to be your best person, bring your best person to the unit who wants that. Yeah. And there are units like that. And I know we, you know, obviously nursing and healthcare right now is getting a mad, <laughs> getting a lot of bad negative reps, but there are good units out there. There are good places out there to work. And I think, you know, sometimes there's a mismatch. I mean, honestly, if you want to work adult ICU, I'm not an adult ICU personality. I know that about myself. Could I do it in a pinch? Absolutely. Is it something I want to do long term? No, like that's not my personality. It doesn't fit me. But also decide where your part plays into all of this too. Yes. Because I love my department. I love all my coworkers. I get along with all of them. Mm -hmm. I could not say that about my time in the NICU, but I recognize that I was problematic in the NICU. Mm. I love this for us. I was. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not necessarily proud of maybe the person that I was during my time in the NICU. But can I also say this yeah. could to validate this? I think that, w- and this is where personalities come into play with it. You definitely have, emer- like to me, flight nurse energy. Yeah. And what I mean by that <laughs> is like, it's interesting because the personalities all there are very much matched with yours. Yeah, we're very strong personalities. Yes, strong personalities. Very, you're going to say your piece. You're very, very, you know, like you're on it. Like it's just a different kind of personality. NICU nurses oftentimes don't have, it's a different kind of personality. Mm -hmm. And I think that if you rub it the wrong way, it's interesting because that's a whole, that speaks to the culture. Every, every unit has a different thing. And I love this for you because I think you hold that really strong ass, you know. Well, everyone in my department though, because I think to be, on a helicopter mm-hmm. with no help. For sure. You have to have a certain type of personality where you are going to make a decision, stand by it, that you are an action, like call the shots. You can't be timid. Mm-hmm. And you have to be able to even be a, at a referring hospital where you don't know any of the doctors, you don't know any of the nurses, and to be able to speak up. Yep. And that's not forever. Like my sister could never. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like sure. we are yeah. different personalities. Right. Like She's oncology through yeah. and through. Like you just have Please. to almost kind of be. Self-aware. Like a strong bitch. Yeah, well, <laughs> and be... it's self-aware in what you're doing too. And so, however, when you take all the same type, like you take 10 of me and put us all in a room. So you put like. <gasps> A bunch of crazy people in a room together with really strong personalities yeah. there's clashes yeah for sure. and you know a lot of us like we all agree but we all just dis- like it's a very strong-willed department i get along with everyone but i've actively chosen when i came into that i came into a place a very humble position i came in saying i'm really grateful to this is my dream job i'm so grateful to be here and i want to be a happy, productive member. I don't want people to ever be like, Sam's on the schedule today. Right. Okay. Yeah. That's a good point too. Like, I don't want to be that person. I want it to be like, oh, who's here today? Sam. Oh, yay. Yay. Yes. Like, I want that energy. Me too. I mean, unless there's people talking about me and I don't know it, I think that I've established that. I have a good relationship with my manager. I have a good relationship with the coworkers and I genuinely get along with everyone, but I've made that decision to one, 
just be humble and to not get caught up when there is anyone kind of doing the gossip, the drama, the Absolutely. talking about each other. I kind of just try to sit out. I'm like, I'm here to crack jokes and take care of patients. Same. I like <laughs> don't. Yeah. get I just don't anymore and I I used to in the NICU I would get caught up in the toxic culture of we gossip or things like clicks. that and yeah I, and we were night shift I can be the first one to admit it so again self-awareness I'm not saying I was always perfect so when I'm sitting here preaching about don't be a bully don't be a bully and blah 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 like I can admit where sometimes I was a shitty person I'm not that person anymore yeah. But I very much don't get involved in that stuff. So when people start it up, I change a subject. I crack a joke. I do this. I'm here to talk about anything else yeah. than coworkers and other stuff. I just want to keep things lighthearted and take good care of my patients. That's what I want to do when I'm at work. Yeah. I don't want to be involved in any of the other stuff that yeah. goes on. Don't tell me. Don't involve me. I don't want to know. I, it's funny Keep because I think we had very similar, similar but different experiences. One of the units that I work on, I, you know this, I was not, it was a really tough transition. Like I went to this mm -hmm. organization and I started there and I was like, oh my God, this is not for me. And honestly, I can say this. I'm now three years into that and I freaking love it. I love my unit. I love all you the do. people that work there. Yeah. It's just such good vibes. Like we, I don't know, but it took me time. It literally took me a while to really sink into it and to be like, okay, like where's my place in this? How, what kind of nurse do I want to be? What kind of person do I want to show up on the unit as? And I think, you know, just kind of some tips that we can leave for you guys um, in terms of, you know, what you can actively do, just kind of stemming off of what, mm -hmm. What Sam was saying is lead by example. Yeah. Like be the person that you want on your unit. That's the sim the most basic way that you can do it is lead by example. Well, and choose carefully about who you're associating with and everything. Sometimes you can be guilty by association. Yeah. So because sure. I had certain group that I did run with in my old NICU days and everything, sometimes I could literally be sitting there, not say one word out of my mouth, and I would end up in trouble for things that were said. And I'm like, I never said that. It was erotic for you. <laughs> I never said that. But I was there. Yeah. And I was guilty by association, basically. Right. The other thing you can do um, if there are conversations going on that are just like, you know, you're there and you're a part of it or something, you can re redirect the conversations. That's pretty easy to do, to be honest. Yeah. Honestly, just I don't want to talk about anything other than nurses, work, healthcare. Like, I want to tell me about your vacation plans. Yes. Yeah. Tell me where I can find a bomb dress mm -hmm. to wear to the wedding I'm invited to. Absolutely. Can we talk about anything other than this place? <laughs> yes. Anything else? I don't want to talk about it when I'm at work. Yeah. I want to talk about everything else. For sure. Show me a picture of your dog. Mm -hmm. Give me a good your restaurant crops. tip. <laughs> Like, I want What's to talk <laughs> about anything else. Can we scroll through my hinge yeah. and find me yeah. a husband? Find me, exactly. There you go. <laughs> Love that for you. Um, another thing that I think is, is very important, and I know... <sighs> I don't know why this is so something that we're so bad at, but welcoming new people, including yes. travelers, doesn't matter who it is, traveler, an RT, uh, your EVS person, like whatever, just welcome new people in your environment. And, you know, I've, I like to go out of my way to say like, hey, like, especially if someone's coming over to float into our unit, 
like I'll just say hey like what's up how's your day going like do you need anything if I you know it's just just be a courteous person to the new people coming in okay I could not agree more it takes zero effort to say hi to someone new on the unit and introduce themselves and then let them know hey if you need anything just ask me that means so much to someone who's new and starting out, especially if you're all chit-chatting, eating break on break, and this person's just sitting there brand new, eating by themselves and don't know anyone. Don't just introduce yourself. Absolutely. Be nice yeah, to new sure. humans. Make people feel welcome. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I think it, that's just like a lot of self-awareness on us. And the other thing too is like taking time to get to know your whole new unit. I know just this week, actually, one of our EVS... Um, ladies who's been with us forever we love her she's going out for leave because she's having a knee surgery and we're like throwing her a little going away party like we're Aww. throwing her a little thing love because that. we like, love her so much she's like our mama bear you know she's a huge piece of our unit that keeps us going and you know she means a lot to all of us so we're throwing her a little going away party and like that's how close we are that's how much we love her well, i also think building a unit where you don't have this hierarchy system yeah and you're all just there for the same reason of making this place run and we all play a role and it's all a different role but no one's better than each other yeah you're not better because you're a physician or you're not better because you're a nurse versus an rt versus pt versus evs yeah. you're all there doing your job to make this place run yeah and i think another piece or another good tangible tip would be be open to educating yourself if you if someone does correct you on something or feels like that something that you said or did didn't fly be open educate yourself and be okay and be okay with that be okay with negative feedback it's not always bad sometimes negative feedback is good you grow as a person and like Um, we said sometimes it is time to move move on. on And there are certain things you shouldn't tolerate. Yes. Flat out. Yeah. Actual gossiping behind personal personal attacks attacks on you as an individual, that shouldn't be tolerated. That should be addressed. If people are actively speaking negatively about you, gossiping about you, it should be addressed. How to do it? I'm a big, like, in real time, go to the person. Mm -hmm. From there, if it needs to be escalated where we need to sit down with management and hash this out or then from there sit down with like HR and hash this out like whatever follow the proper chain of command but I'm a let's directly address this face to face first and then escalate it from there but there are certain things that you just shouldn't tolerate in certain toxic culture environments so gossiping that is actual bullying and that's considered like lateral violence or whatever yeah for sure or directly if you have someone a superior who's you know doing things like making certain assignments and you're just you know you feel like you're having you know go to them talk to them say Mm -hmm. hey like can from my perspective this feels like this is happening absolutely can we can I get your perspective on what's yes. going on? Can I actually actually have a quick yeah. story about that? So I actually had a situation like that where I was on the surgical unit, blah, blah. And I had a charge nurse who I thought was sort of doing that to me where she was giving me assignments that I felt like were, it just felt like she was purposely giving me certain assignments. And so I approached her about that and she said, oh, no, that's because the literally the parents were requesting you and mm-hmm. I didn't know that sometimes we don't yeah and then I've had situations where oh we had to give you this patient because of you know it was a certain procedure and we had to have you on it um so I had to pull you out of that role so you know it's 
it's worth it sometimes to take the communication and just be open to hearing their feedback. Sometimes things are truly just misunderstood. Yes. Because you haven't had that conversation. Sometimes you have that conversation and maybe it does confirm what you were worried about. So that's why have the conversation. Yeah. Or bringing it up to that person might actually kind of be like, Check oh, them a yeah. little bit. Mm-hmm. Sometimes people run rampant because no one checks them. Yep. <laughs> Who's going to check me, boo? Sometimes you got to check sure. some people. Um, but yeah, I, there's certain things I wouldn't tolerate and that would be truly toxic, like environments like that. And if that's the case, move on because move on. life's too short to be in a job that you feel like is, if it's causing you mental health distress, it's, it's sure. not worth it. Take care of your mental health, you guys. I mean, you know, and what we do is stressful enough and, Amen. you know, Amen. Yeah. And I mean, here's the thing. You're going to experience stress in this job. That's just, we're not going to sugarcoat that for you. Like the job that we do is stressful, but take care of yourself. That's why Sam and I are so, so, so pro taking care of yourself outside of your work. And obviously we're not always as good about doing that for ourselves as we should be. Find your things. What are your things that you like to do outside and like really replenish yourself? And if it's toxic, leave Take care of your mental health. And you can sit with us anytime. You can sit with us. Have lunch with us. Yeah. Speaking of sitting with us, um, we just had two more people book Bali. Three. Three. So we are like actually down to the wire. There's a a handful of spots left, but there's only a handful of spots left. I'm so excited. So um, we are definitely excited for our trip. It's coming up in April of 2022, you guys. Also, I mean, how do you guys feel about like fall selfie trip oh like greece oh my god okay we're thinking or ahead. Peru. I, I don't know we're, we ha- we have like the opportunity to maybe plan another so we're just kind of interested in you know where else people might want to go with okay, us so i have an idea you guys if you listened all the way through this episode um head over to our ig and we want you to drop the place on um today's post of where you guys want to go where do you want to go? We want to hear from you. Yeah. Like, where do you want to go? Greece? We have Greece on our minds. Yeah, that was the next one. Was a big one. Yeah, for Greece. sure. Or what about like Peru? Peru is really on it, but like Machu Picchu. Yeah. That so rad. That'd but I'm a little really out of shape to hike that. It makes me nervous. <laughs> but by then, I think I could be in Machu Picchu. Yeah, for sure. Shape. And but that's okay. a bucket list item. For, for sure. For sure. Well, okay. And I will say this too. We have had several of you who are like so bummed because you can't make this. Because of school. school. They're like, I don't graduate until yeah. May and you're doing this trip in April. And we're like, we yeah. did it for the weather. So <laughs> here's the thing. If we do, we're thinking about maybe one in, you know, the end of the year of 22. So if you are, if you can come, because a lot of you, we know you'll have your jobs by then. You'll mm-hmm. be graduated. You'll be ready for a good trip. Like we definitely want so go drop it on our ig we want to hear from you guys we love we want to know where you want to go i mean we take that into consideration yeah i'm getting very much greece or peru vibes there's also like new zealand mm-hmm. oh new zealand sounds rad oh see that's right up my alley i love that okay all right we're, we're, we got the wheel but anyways time. You can sit with us. You can travel with us. Absolutely. So if you don't have 2022 vacay plans yet, jump on it while it's hot because the price for Bali 
Honestly, it's for so, everything that you get is yes. legit. It's like, we're not just like messing with you. Mm-hmm. It's like a steal. We really tried to keep the costs low for you guys, too. It was just for us, that was the main priority was making sure that everyone could come. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for listening. And guess what? If you guys leave us a re- review, Sam and I actually. We just got new stickers. We got new stickers. And they're, it's a holographic yeah. lip We just wanted to try sticker. something kind of fun, different. So it's our classic logo, but it's a holographic sticker. So it has this like cool little like yes boop to it so make sure you guys leave a review drop your ig handle in it so we can track you down and send you goodies Mm -hmm. and we have a very fun bonus episode friday it's on trend (laughs) we're like hip millennials so we try to stay on trend we do and we're gonna be talking about those red flags baby yeah baby we're getting some red flags red flag alert get excited make sure you're following us on our ig that's at Nurse Tori. And at Hey Samantha with two A's. And we'll check you later. All right. Bye, guys. Bye.